Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Today is National Teacher Day. National Teacher Day has been around since 1953. I'm a teacher. She tries to help kids learn. I'm a teacher. She's really good at math. Nice and kind. I'm a teacher. She reads good books to us. I work hard every day. To educate your kids. Take a moment to say thank you. A huge thank you to a teacher. Happy National Teacher's Day. It's showtime. Hey now, and happy National Teacher Appreciation Day to all of the educators that are listening right now. Uh, There's some great teachers out there that definitely deserve uh, our appreciation at at the least one day a year. I think it should be many days out of the year. But hey, if you're a teacher and you get the chance to listen to the After 9 podcast once your day is through, maybe, or on your way to your job, we appreciate you for doing what you do and thank you. Now, what would you say, and this is a hypothetical, what would you say to someone who says, we don't need to have National Teacher Appreciation Day. They get a paycheck and that's oh, their appreciation. Nah, whatever. Like, it's, uh, why would I tell them? I tell them to just shut up, probably. I mean, quite <laughs> bluntly. Um, I think that it's good. It's important on days like today. I don't know how much is really done today. I don't know what it's going to look like. Every individual school is different. I hope that there's going to be something done for teachers. I know it's not necessarily you know, the standard to give your teacher a gift on this day. That's tends to be toward the end of the year, right? Or maybe before Christmas. But there are moments where we should stop and, and thank them. For me, I could never picture myself being a teacher. I don't have the patience. I'm just, I, I, this, that's the reason why I appreciate them so much. And there are some very special teachers out there that can truly change a kid or a student's life. Do you know that I almost was a teacher? You almost were a teacher. What do you mean by that? Back when the Omicron was looking like a, a, a nasty thing, whereas it turned out to be a big nothing burger, I was um, uh, the Halton Catholic District School Board, and, and I live in Halton, was uh, looking for regular people that are not teachers that were willing to come in and cover off classes. And supply. And supply. And, and I looked, and sure enough, I checked all of the boxes, great qualifications, and I can certainly command the attention of of a room and I thought well this will be good I can do all kinds of great stuff with those kids and it'll be fun and I made it through the first round of interviews but they didn't pick me in the end oh and now all I do is hear stories about how ah fuck we're short-staffed again and we're combining classrooms and frankly I don't know what the (laughs) fuck they're doing over there but I think you guys missed out on a great opportunity because I would have been exceptional at that job is one of those really really weird uh weird careers to be in real over COVID, you know, you're in the class, you're out of the class, you're at home, you're learning things online, you're dealing with, I don't even know how teachers did the whole Zoom thing. I can't because I sat in on a couple of my daughter's classes and I'm thinking like, how, how do you even do it? How do you even do it? So, hey, good on you. We appreciate you here and thank you uh, for listening. A couple things. Actually, there's a lot of things we're going to try and fit into this episode of After 9 and we always have a long list and we get through as much of it as we can. The first thing is, I want to tell you a story that we had in the news today on our FM radio show on 915 The Beat in Kitchener-Waterloo. There was a robbery early yesterday morning around 4 a.m. The suspect broke into a vehicle that was parked in the driveway of a home. The homeowner was up, heard the commotion, went outside and confronted the guy. There was a fight. The vehicle owner got assaulted. The suspect fled on foot. Injuries are there, but they're non-life-threatening. Either way, this guy got roughed up. So not only was he a victim of the robbery, he was the victim of an assault. And you know, it started a conversation on our show this morning because in certain places, I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know, Florida, they have a law called Stand Your Ground. Stand Your Ground gives you full authority to defend yourself and your home. For example, if I'm just sitting at home in Florida and I hear that rustling and somebody comes in and, and tries to break into my house. I can defend myself. If I have a gun, I can shoot them if I feel threatened. And then there's some laws around it, mm-hmm. but it's still fairly loose. It's called stand your ground. If you are ballsy enough that you would break into the home or the car of someone else, a very personal thing then you have to be ready for what might come your way. And I think that in places that don't have a stand-your-ground law, people can operate with basic impunity. 
If someone breaks into your house, cat, and you happen to have the ability to defend yourself, I believe you have, what is it, a, a two, two by, by four? four? Yeah, absolutely. You've got the two by four. Yeah. I mean, there's certain scenarios where if you aggressively attacked that person with a two by four, you could be prosecuted. You yeah. could be the criminal. Yeah. You know, it's, that's always just boggled my mind. And I know the, the main question for people like myself who think that this is crazy is why. And I, I get that there's... You know, maybe people are worried that you could blur the lines. What if a mail carrier, for example, decided, oh, I'm going to just, you know, this might blow away. I'm going to, you know, put it inside your door and then that person gets shot and they weren't trying to. Like, is that the scenario that they're worried about? I don't understand how you, how somebody could break into my home or attempt to break into my car or my home. Uh, I have a family to protect. And if I, by any means, I have the ability to make you go away and if that means I got to harm you in doing so I'm fucking doing it yeah like I'm doing it I am doing it and it baffles me that I could get in trouble for that that basically if someone came into my home and let's say it's an armed or not even unarmed doesn't matter trying to mess with my property my life my family and I have the ability to hurt you and I do that I could get in trouble that is insane to me. I believe the stand your ground law came into effect when there was an example of a case. And it was many, many years ago. Somebody tried to break into a home that had a skylight in the kitchen. They tried to go in through the skylight and ended up falling right down onto the island in the kitchen. The island had knives on it and this person got cut. They sued the homeowner and won because it was apparently negligent of the homeowner to leave a knife sitting on that the island. That doesn't make any sense. That's upside down world. It's total upside down world. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And that's why I really think that, hey, listen, we've got a system that presents itself as a justice system, but there's not a lot of justice for victims. There's not a lot of rights for people that are being victimized by crime. If I own a firearm, I said if, if I own a firearm, and someone has the audacity to break into my home, I should be able to shoot them. That's all there is to it. If I have a baseball bat, I should be able to hit them. If I have a, a, a net, I should be able to trap them. Stand your ground means you have the right to protect your dwelling, to protect your whatever needs protecting. And I think that we should have a debate about it here in Canada. Let's talk about it. And I'd love to hear the cons. Yeah. What are the cons? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What if there's an accident and you accidentally shoot a, a, a spouse or a kid that yeah. you didn't know was supposed to be coming home? There's got to be basic checks and balances on it. You don't just do the worst, start swinging a baseball bat or a golf club without verifying. Yeah. You don't. And you also don't do it unless you're under a direct threat. But a, lo- a lower threshold than, say, the police would have to match. The police have to feel that the public or themselves are in danger before they can use lethal force. It should probably be similar for homeowners, but either way, you should absolutely have the right to defend yourself and your property without fear that you're going to be made out to be the criminal. You brought up an interesting point in what if somebody accidentally gets shot that's in your house, you don't mean to shoot your spouse. There's actually, I'm a true crime person, I love it. There's actually uh, several cases, uh, several cases, but one uh, infamously, you guys may recall, was a woman who shot her significant other to death in the bathroom and claimed that she thought it was an intruder that had broken in Mm -hmm. and was in the bathroom. And I'm not sure if there was a stand your ground law at that point. But anyway, that was the defense. So I understand that there are little things that could get in the way if this happens. There are there's shit that could go wrong. There are people who could get hurt. But at the end of the day, there's one person that was start. It's the, it goes back to kind of do, they started it. Like I don't know, this person started it, but yeah, I mean, you have to do it carefully, and you should get in trouble if you're absolutely out of control and you're just firing shots like Sam, you know, Sammy Sam and shit into the air. Like you have to do it in a logical way to pr- and prove that you were under attack. See, and I think the threshold to prove it should be real, real, real low. I think once you, as the bad guy, break into my home, and, and let's be clear, you were not invited. Mm-hmm. You broke into my home. I think once that happens, you fired the first shot. And I should have every right to assume that you're there for a very sinister reason, and I should be able to act accordingly. Now, if you're walking back out the door... And I shoot you? Well, I just shot you in the back when you were no threat to me. That's a slightly different story. But in a lot of other circumstances, almost every other circumstance, I think that you should be allowed to stand your ground, protect your property, protect the people you love. And and like I said, uh, yeah, I know that there's firearms owners out there that are 
probably chomping at the bit to get this. But there's regular homeowners who have a two by four or have a baseball bat or a golf club or something. And they should never, ever have to fear what might happen to them if they stand their ground and protect mm-hmm. their property. And, you know, we can talk all that people want around about buck a ride and build EVs and stuff like that, like our politicians are talking about. But nobody is talking about justice. And frankly, it's a major problem. And that's part of the crime problem that we have right now is that there's no real fear of reprisal. If I break into someone's house, I actually have rights when I do that. And that's wrong. It's so messed up. Right? It's, it's fucking just wrong. It's just twisted. It's just twisted. It at least needs to be looked at, I think, my opinion. Hey, listen, if if this one more example and then we're going to move on. Road rage. If I'm driving along the the 427 and somebody's getting all up in my area and they're they're doing that whole pull over, let's throw down. If you're the one who attacks me, Shouldn't really matter what I do to you after that, whether I I flip you the bird and drive away or whether I beat you to within an inch of your life. I shouldn't have to worry about anything. You were the aggressor in this case, and that's all there is to it. You were threatening me. Mm-hmm. And and that should be the basic that you have to establish is, yeah, they were a threat. So I had every right to stand my ground and protect myself or my property or the people that I love. My pets is another example. So it, it, I think it's worth having a conversation. Do we need it? Arguable. Is it worth talking about? Absolutely. The other big thing that's come up in the last 12 hours, really, Kat, and I was shocked when I saw it. I had to do a double take. I had to reread it because I'll be honest, I'm stunned at you Americans. I am stunned that since Roe v. Wade happened in 1973, you guys are still talking about this abortion debate. A draft opinion. Again, it's a draft that was leaked from the U.S. Supreme Court and posted by Politico, a fairly reputable news source, says that the court is about to overturn Roe v. Wade. There's some people who hear that and think, oh, my God, they're going to make abortion illegal in America. Not really. All that would do is take the decision out of the federal government. It would not be legal federally, but individual states would have the right to pass their own law. That's still going to be problematic. There's certain states, and we all know who they are, that are going to make abortion illegal if there's not a federal mandate which came into effect because of Roe v. Wade. This has been to the Supreme Court so many times. It seems like every time we get a new president or a new justice, Mm -hmm. this goes back in front of the court. At what point do you say enough's enough and just leave well enough alone? I've been very clear since the beginning of COVID. You should have every right to have the controls over your body. And if a woman makes that decision, it's the end of the story. Why are we still trying to litigate what people do and don't put in their bodies? It's a real slippery or take out of their bodies. It's a real slippery slope to be going down. And frankly, I don't know why America keeps reopening this debate. Put it to bed. Yeah. For some people, it's been quite established and it has been put to bed. And it's insane to me that... We live in a world where we're still where that's even being talked about. You know, I was like perusing yesterday social media online because I was like, oh, let's check out some looks from the Met Gala. I had the Leafs game on, okay? So I didn't want to look at Met Gala stuff. The Leafs were playing, but I'm on my phone and I'm 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 going through it. You made a smart choice there. <laughs> I think so. So as I'm looking through photos and I'm looking through stuff on my phone, I am shocked to see what you're telling us now. I'm like, Roe v. Wait, what the hell is this? Yeah, from the 70s, before I was even born. And what a messed up world it is that like I'm flipping through this shit and half of it's about Roe v. Wade and half of it is about the Met Gala and it's all very American to me. You know, like <laughs> yep. glitz and glamour and look at me and money and this and that and Roe v. Wade, a very serious issue. And here's the, yeah, here everybody, look at me. It's, it was just, it's, it was such a weird moment for me anyway in doing that. But uh, I mean, it, it does shock me. I mean, I'll see what comes of it. But these states that just don't want it in there, I say they, I mean, I don't know who, I, who I'm talking about. I guess just the people of the opinion that abortion should never happen. And you don't have any right to choose that. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant. What do they, what do they want? I guess is my question. What do those people, and maybe you're one of them listening right now, what do you want? Do you want everybody to have a baby who gets pregnant? Do you want people to be suffering? Do you want babies to end up in fucking trash cans? What do you want? There's uh, a few different nuances to the argument. There's some, and I think the majority of the people on the right to life side feel that if the baby is born, unless it's a case of rape or incest, that baby should be born. Those are the ones, the more devout right on that. 
There's others who feel a woman should have a right to have an abortion if she so chooses. However, there should be restrictions on it, i.e. nothing after, say, the first trimester or the second trimester, people who want that. And I'd say that people who are right to life, the majority of them feel, okay, take away rape or incest. There should be a restriction in that you have up until a certain point in the pregnancy to make that decision. And then there's others who feel that a woman's body is her body and it's her right to choose. Well, here There's case- also one more kind of nuanced one where they feel that whether the woman is having the baby or not, the partner must consent to her decision. <laughs> so I know. there's it's a lot so of people who up. don't want people to have control yeah. over their own bodies. And a lot of variables to that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. To me, it's just it doesn't um, it doesn't the people who push for it so hard. I just want to know. And I know everybody's different. But what? the hell do you want you know what are you looking for here because shit's gonna get really ugly really fast if that happens i just don't know when we can get to a point where we can say it's settled because it does come up in canada that's one of the things that always always comes up during an election in canada one of the things that the left likes to do and be honest you know you do it when there's no fear whatsoever that the debate is going to get reignited here in canada they'll put that fear out there (gasps) Good God, you can't vote for Pierre Polyev or you can't vote for Jean Charest or Patrick Brown because good God, they're going to outlaw abortion again. I mean, I think generally speaking, that got put to bed. Stephen Harper had a majority government. He could have done it if he wanted to. And he said, we're not doing it. We're leaving it Mm -hmm. the way it is. And I would just like somebody to finally rule one way or the other. It's amazing to me that this keeps coming up with very, very loose criteria to challenge it again in court. And and I just think that people need some certainty here. And I'd really like to move on from these arguments and get to stuff that really matters, mm-hmm. like crime and punishment. Um, let's get to Pete Davidson. And then we're going to have a couple other uh, things that I want to cover in this one. Pete Davidson did something that it's going to be weird to some people. <laughs> It may have crossed a line for some people, and and I'm going to say it probably did. I'll be that guy. I will take a stand on it. I think it did cross a line. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian have been dating for less than six months. Is that fair? Could I say three months, four months? She was on, um, it was once they, they she was hosting SNL, which I believe was... It was a long time ago now. I feel like it was probably six months. I'm going to go with your initial like six six months-ish. Okay. And there was a lot of controversy for a couple of weeks there where Kanye West seemed like he was having a complete meltdown. And part of the reason for that was he was married to one of the most photographed women in the world in Kim Kardashian. And she continues to be photographed like crazy. And when she's got a new boyfriend, that gets put on steroids. So every time this guy opened up a computer or... Uh, whatever, he saw a picture of his ex-wife with her new boyfriend, Pete. And then he went even more off the deep end when the kids started getting involved. And that's a touchy thing. When a couple separates, the couple separates, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I think it's generally assumed that they will both move on. When the kids get involved, particularly when they're young kids, that's a weird thing for a lot of parents. In fact, many parents, before they separate or when they initially separate, will come to some sort of a an agreement like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and do your thing. I'll do my thing. But leave the kids separate. I don't want your new boyfriend around my kids and you don't want my girlfriend around your kids. So let's just agree to do that. Seems like that controversy died down. Maybe somebody grabbed Kanye and said, stop putting this shit out there. Well, now Pete has sort of reignited it. Pete got the initials of Kim's kids tattooed mm-hmm. on his neck. Well, the the number one thing that I find is hilarious here in all of this is that there are people who pay attention, that much attention to Pete Davidson's tattoos and when he adds one and when he takes one away because he is in the middle of lasering some of his tattoos. However, he's still adding some, so he's not totally against it, obviously, because he also, he also this is not the first time he's tattooed anything to do with her. He also has my girl is a lawyer tattooed on him mm-hmm. and he had another tattoo of Kim. It's a small symbol, whatever. So this time around, yes, he appears... To have added another tattoo, and it is uh, the initials. It's KNSCP, so North St. Chicago um, and Psalm. 
And any that's, chance this is a misunderstanding? And those and are like K coordinates to where the treasure is yeah. buried or something. <laughs> and, and the K would be for Kim, of course. Yeah, th- I mean, it would make sense that that's the name. I don't know if there's coordinates that would match that. <laughs> I could <laughs> tell you. Uh, but anyway, so when this came up, obviously people were like, "What the fuck? That's a new tattoo." Again, there's people who notice these things. I, I, I don't. Uh, but that's what caused uh, this conversation to happen. I'm. I don't even know how it happened. So I don't know if I can really give my opinion in terms of should he have done it or shouldn't he? Did he ask Kim's permission first? Mm-hmm. Likely. You know, probably. I assume. Was it like a surprise? It's just a first initial of a name. This Here's my argument is I don't give a shit what you put on your body. I've always said all along, like, I, I personally would never put like a spouse's name. I don't think it's a good idea for anybody to do. But kids' names are fine. It's a first initial. I mean, it's not a full name. It's not a a portrait of the children. It is a first initial. It is letters. Mm -hmm. It's K and whatever. That's all it is. I really don't think that's a big fucking deal. I don't see it the way you see it. I understand what you mean by dragging the kids into it, but it's really, he's really not. They're just letters of the alphabet that can be easily hidden, that can be easily covered up. I would understand. I would understand why people would be upset with it. Kanye, for example, I would understand why he would be upset with it. Don't get me wrong. I get the reasoning why, but at the end of the day, it's letters. So I don't know if he really crossed the line by putting letters on his neck. Okay. So if I went to Pete Davidson and I interviewed him and I said, Hey Pete, you've got these letters here on your neck. Could you confirm that those are there because of Kim's kids? Confirm that that's what those are, those letters. And if he says yes, then I think he's probably crossed a line. This is a very new relationship, and whether he covers those tattoos up, or he has them lasered, or he keeps them forever, it's still kind of weird, I think, at this stage in that relationship. Now, for all I know, he went to Kanye and said, hey, listen, I really like your kids, and things are going great with your ex-wife. And I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened either, but I'm just saying, yeah. listen, if he went and got dad's approval, and maybe him and dad have come to some sort of a, a co-parenting agreement or something like that, a gentleman's agreement, if you will, then, then maybe... I could see a case for it. This just seems, with my limited knowledge of this scenario, mm-hmm. a little fucking weird. It, it is a little weird to me. That could mean a lot to her. Like that's the thing is you don't know. It, she, it could have been encouraged by her, it, and and that's who matters to him. He does. He probably and rightfully so doesn't give a rat's fucking ass what Kanye thinks. Kanye created a music video where he decapitates Pete Davidson. I think at this point, it's a little too late to offer an olive branch to Kanye West and ask for his permission. It's a first initial. Again, if, if we, we were talking a portrait, if we were talking a first full name and last name, I would absolutely think differently on this. But for me, I don't know if you can say that there's a line and that he crossed it or not. Uh, but it's it's there, and I'm not sure if he's going to be talking about it. But man, that's getting serious. We had another big conversation on our show this morning, and I actually found it really outrageous, really outrageous, how casual many of the listeners were about it when they texted in. It's about a video, a concept, if you will, that was promoted on TikTok from a woman who says when she uses Instacart, where you can just hire a regular person to go and do your groceries and bring them right to you. If she sees that her Instacart driver is a man, she'll cancel. She'll try again when she can get a woman that's willing to do her groceries. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, play a little bit of this video for you from this woman who says, you need a woman to do your groceries. I have something to say. From now on, when I order Instacart, if I see the shopper is a boy, I'm immediately canceling the order. Boys are just stupid and it pisses me off. When you get a girl shopper, she'll text you and be like, hey sis, so they're actually out of the specific Honeycrisp apples you requested from Argentina. However, they do have some Mexican green apples. And I know you said you wanted a pound, but however, these apples are slightly smaller. So did you actually want a pound and a half? You know what I'm saying? They'll actually try. They want to inquire. Make sure you get your fucking groceries. (laughs) <laughs> but let you get a boy shopper. You will order $90 worth of groceries and he will bring back some paper towels and some gum. Don't ever reach out if they don't have the specific item you want. We'll bring you the most rotten, bruised, disgusting, filthy, landfill-looking fruits and vegetables. They take forever. They'll mix your bare fruit with raw chicken. They be trying to fit every goddamn thing into one bag. It's like my little brother is shopping. You know what I'm saying? Just, just didn't even think. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> Oh my, I bet you this was a heated moment, by the way, um, when she uh, did this particular TikTok. So 
it, it brought up the the question. Now, for context purposes, I actually have never used Instacart, but I did the click and collect thing before. Mm-hmm. And it was right after I had my baby. So it was very, very, uh, very useful for me. I didn't have as much time. I didn't want to bring in uh, a toddler a little and a little infant into the grocery store, whatever. Right. So that was great. Fine. I only I only did it once or twice and never did it again because I didn't personally like my experience. But the Instacart thing, that would be new to me. That's when you get matched up basically with the shopper. Apparently, you do get to see pictures. Some people are saying you do get to see pictures. Maybe not everybody uploads a photo, but you do get to see ratings on there and things like that. And this TikTok person's not alone, Scott. Uh, I'm just going to read some of the text messages we got on this this morning before we have this discussion, you and I. Historically, if there's a mistake on my Instacart order, says Donna, it's a mail. That being said, I wouldn't cancel my order. Everybody makes mistakes. And I I don't let it ruin my day. If you're that particular, maybe you should work on getting your own groceries. Okay, fine. Uh, Sabrina, my husband does the grocery shopping and he's very efficient. I do order my fruits and veggies online, though. Tammy says, I don't blame her. If it was my husband, I'd cancel the order too. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of texts that basically kind of agreed to this. A couple of people that were quite upset to hear that. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of texts we got on this. I don't, I, we don't have time to go into it because I don't know how technically speaking we're going to be able to to complete this. But it's, is it, is there something to her being honest about it? Like, I don't know if you need to go on TikTok, but obviously she's not alone. Obviously there, and when she said boy at first, I thought I agreed with her in the terms of a young person. I thought, oh, a boy. Yeah. Like if there's young people doing the Instacart orders, does it worry me? Yeah. Because you lack the experience perhaps. But if you go out of your way to text those people, those people who are you're purchasing groceries, groceries for, that's great. Absolutely. If that was me and I was doing an Instacart order and my, and the person who was shopping was like, look, I know you said beets. Like they got cans of beets. They don't, don't have any fresh beets. Is that Okay. Thank you for texting me and asking me that question. Male or female, young or old, I appreciate that. Thank you. That is a good Instacart shopper, right? But keep in mind, these people don't get trained to grocery shop, right? They get trained on the app and technically speaking, they're savvy and they should be ready to go there and that's great, but they're not trained shoppers. So that's where I understand the experience level, maybe. The male-female thing, I mean, I don't have experience there in getting someone to do it, but I know the stereotype is there. I don't everybody's different, but I, I see how many people are reacting to it saying, I would do the same thing. Is this only this blatant sexism? Is this only okay because it's women getting rid of a man? Cause I have a feeling that if it was a, a guy who pulls into Mr. Lube and it's a woman ready to do his oil change. If he said, <laughs> no, it, it, thanks to get me a guy over happen. here. But that, but here's the thing is that has happened to women for years and years and years. Any hardware store, any female working in a hardware store will tell you their horror stories. Any female working in the mechanic in the auto industry will tell you their horror stories. I'm not saying it's right, but what I am saying is this has absolutely fucking happened. Whether people are honest and straightforward like this TikToker is or whether they keep it to themselves and slowly try to find a male that can help them out, it happens. It happens to me as a customer. It happens to me as uh, a patron. As a female, I get looked at and talked to differently. And I know that that's happened. That has happened to me. So for for men to automatically be upset about it, hang, hang on. Like, I understand why, but this does happen. And this does happen to females. I am surprised that it's she'll so easily dismiss males. It's also based on her experience. And unfortunately for her, she probably had a couple of shitty people doing it. There are good shoppers out there that will go out of their way to text, that do a fabulous job. And if they had had her as their customer, if you will, she wouldn't have talked. She wouldn't even do this. She wouldn't even talk like this. But then where do you draw the line? I understand because then it does raise dangerous points of, well, if I know and you have a name that seems foreign to me, I don't want any foreigners, you know, shopping for me. That's where racism comes into play and everything else. It is different because you're not really a professional grocery shopper. So that's where like the mechanic thing doesn't, it's not apples to apples for me. Because those are people who are professionals that are trained to do that. I don't know about these Instacart shoppers. I don't think there's a lot of training involved. I think when it comes to Instacart, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If this woman wants better communication because, oh, wow, they didn't have the Honeycrisp apples and they have green apples instead. Uh, I actually have a friend who did Instacart for a while and I heard some of the stories. You know, you can text someone and ask them like, oh, hey, they don't have any red skin potatoes. Are you okay with yellow skin from PEI? 
and then they get a snotty text message back. If I wanted to answer all these texts, I would have just done the groceries myself. Whoa. Yeah. See, that's rude. There's people. The people are assholes everywhere. <laughs> you're going to get assholes no matter what. That's also an option, by the way. If you're that fucking picky, you could also go and do your own groceries. I mean, before Instacart, how on earth did you eat? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I know. And people do do it. Like those who don't have a lot of time. I understand. It is great. But I think that it's part of the risk of doing it. Is that bad to say? And apparently customer service is shit. And please, by all means, if you somehow, way, shape, or form are connected to Instacart, and I know we're just using them as an example, and I know there's many others, but if you do, please let us know if that's not the case. But we got a couple of text messages from people saying that they stopped using it because they did get people screwing up their orders. When they called to complain, you might as well complain to a wall. Nobody helps you. They say, sorry, it's not on us. We weren't there. We can't tell you that that's what you wanted or that whatever. So I'm not sure. I couldn't speak to that, but I know that it is helpful for some people to have others to shop for them. Senior citizens, for example, use it. I know that new moms use it. I know that it is very useful. So I I, I don't want to say, well, get off your ass and do it. Yeah. In some cases, people are lazy and maybe that's why they use it. No, no, my (laughs) suggestion is if you're that picky about it. Oh, yeah. And I'm just talking about text messages we got. I'm not saying what you said. We did get text messages saying things like that. Like, well, get off your fucking ass and do it. Sure. That's fine. But they are paying for the service. This isn't a free service. They're paying for it. And if you pay for something, should you not get what you paid for? Yeah. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. But this is a well-established and well before Instacart when it was. um, Have you noticed, by the way, the sound quality changed partway through this podcast? Strange. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a mystery. It's yeah. always a mystery. I don't know. Honestly, the technical <laughs> difficulties in this studio uh, will never cease to mystify me. I've never, in 23 years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. But anyway, let's come back to Instacart. The, um, the Instacart experience is still somewhat new. We've been doing things like click and collect for right. much longer. Right, right. I actually, uh, I, I'm family friend does Instacart and she's God bless her. She's a young girl and she's uh, in university right now. And that's how she earns some extra money is doing the click and collect. Honest to God, this is a girl. This would have checked all the boxes for this woman here in the TikTok video. She could not tell the difference between a zucchini and a cucumber. Wouldn't know where to start. Just <laughs> like, looks for the labels. What about reading the labels? Yeah, I was going to say, at least does she at least read the labels? But I mean, this is someone who is is trained by a grocery store and still, still gotcha. yeah. doesn't know. Hey, yeah. If you want to eliminate all the guys, I think it's sexist and I think it's gross. I don't think we should be at that stage in 2022. But I get that whether I like it or not, it still happens. I'll tell you something. If you got me as your Instacart driver, look the fuck out because I am <laughs> so picky about groceries and making sure that everything is done properly. I pay attention to details. I shop for value. Now, I've had bad experiences myself. I've never had Instacart, but I have used Click and Collect. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where some of those people are so goddamn stupid. I, I would ask for, say, red skin potatoes. They didn't have any red skin potatoes, so they'd give me sweet potatoes because the skin's kind of reddish. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's not even I the fuck. Know. That's not what I asked yeah. for. That's a completely different thing. <laughs> I also had shitty experiences. And one other thing that doesn't help for me and I know there's people that really work hard. They hustle. Here's the problem, I think, with the Instacart, because apparently you can't request people to shop. Why? Yeah, why? Why can't I have a good, uh, uh, let's say I had a great experience with Scott, the Instacart shopper. Holy shit. He gave me great value, great produce. I want to make sure that I can request Scott again. So if he's working again next Tuesday between you know 12 and 3 p.m. when I want my grocery shopping done, I'd like to book him, please. But apparently you can't do that. It's like luck of the draw. You're just like, whoever's working, and it is Mo F in Kitchener, ready to shop for you, or Jane S, fine. But I, I don't like that. That's, that would be one of the reasons if I was in the scenario where I'd want to do it, where I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't do it, because I would like to have that also have that, that almost like personal touch to it, you know? I don't like that at all. But I have had experiences in the grocery store, right? Haven't you seen it too? Where I've, I've seen the, the shoppers and I've seen them on, I've heard them on phone calls with the person or, or seen them texting the person. And I could tell because I see the Instacart l- logo and they're checking. And I love that. That's great. Check. But then other times I see the people like looking at cans like peaches, plums, fucking which i don't know i'll just put both in here like I, they just look like they don't know what they're doing they're doing it all not a care in the world 
and young. And again, like the experience level's got to be there for me. So I would personally be too particular, but it's not really about sexism. It's more about, is it ageist of me? Maybe it's ageist of me, but I don't think I want a teen doing my grocery shopping. Hmm. So, I mean, I think we all are guilty in one way or another of being kind of in that way a little discriminatory towards it. It's just that she's trying to put a blanket over it and like all of men. Like <laughs> and half that's the world. Too ba- th- that's too bad. You know, that's too bad that she's had those experiences to the point where she feels like no guys. Apparently, by the way, someone t- and I don't know how Instacart works in the States where this TikToker was from, by the way. But in Canada, if you set it up to shop, you get that person. If you cancel it, they still get a fee. So you're still paying that person to not shop for you. So in a way, maybe they'll maybe you luck out a little bit if you don't get her as the person you're shopping for and you get a little money from her. I think my biggest problem with it is that it's just so easily dismissed. And I noticed it with the texts that were coming in when we talked about it on the radio today, too. So so people were like, oh, yeah, she's right. Oh, guys don't know what they're doing at the grocery but, store. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know if we're going to do that with gender. Where else do we take it? Can I insist when I talk to my financial planner? Ah, sorry, I really wanted a Jew to look after my money. Can I do that? Because that's a stereotype. The Jewish people are better with money. It doesn't mean that all Jewish people are good with money or that all people who aren't Jewish aren't good with money. It's just a stereotype. And it's the same thing with this. Can I say when I get my oil change? I don't want a woman working on my car because guys probably know a lot more about the car. I I don't think that would be well received, and I don't think people would dismiss it as easily. I'm sorry to hear that you've had bad experiences. That always pisses me off when I hear that. I truly don't understand why we're still judging people based on their gender or -hmm. or any number of things. So uh, think about it. The next time you want to blow off your Instacart driver because it's a guy, because you never know. That guy, maybe that guy's me. And I'm the one who will go to Longo's to get it for this price because it's a dollar cheaper. And then I'll go over to the superstore to get your, I don't know, weed and feed because it's cheaper over there. I comparatively shop. You're spending a lot in gas, by the way. Wow. It's not that bad. (laughs) And you know what, though? People say that to me all the time. They're like, oh, well, with the amount of money you spend on gas, Scott, I mean, fuck, you, you probably just didn't save any money overall. No, like I actually take the time today. I'm going out to get coffee beans and I know that when I want coffee beans, the kind that I like, I've got to go to farm boy. I also know that farm boy typically has excellent specials in their meat department. Well, I'm not going to buy ketchup at farm boy because they charge a fucking fortune for it there. (laughs) You don't like $13 ketchup. What's wrong with you? So then I got to go over to Longo's across the street to get the ketchup and stuff. But it works out that I can make it worth my while. And in the long run, I end up saving money. Uh, there's also things that uh, sometimes the store brands are better. Yeah. I know that it's not a popular thing to say, but some PC brand stuff is better than the name brand. There's some uh, Longo's brand product that's way better than the stuff that you've known and seen and grown up with on the shelf since you were young. It, things are changing, and I like to just make sure I get the best stuff for the least money possible. So with all due respect, ma'am, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect, with though. With all due respect. With all due respect. Go fuck, fuck you. yourself. You know? Yeah, I just think that that's a good, good, good solid way to put it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Heard that five times last night, Kat. Leafs win 5 nothing over Tampa Bay. Leafs. Are we are we the laughing stock of the NHL with this shit though? With that stupid song? With the stupid song. Can we just haul it out of here? Just haul notes. Haul it out of here. I don't want I don't like it. I don't I thought that they'd change it this year. I don't know why. I don't know what it was, but I was like, yep, this is the year we change it, because this is the year that we change. Respectfully, Hollow Notes, go fuck yourself. Yeah, respectfully, Hollow Notes, stop. I'm sick of it. But uh you know what? You know what? It's great that they that they won. That's one in the bag, and let's hope for a, so for a, I'd say let's hope for a sweep. Is that too much? Am I greedy? That yeah, is very greedy. That's greedy. I don't know that I greedy, do that. Greedy, but five nothing. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, Leafs fans, let's let's enjoy it. I mean, they played so great last night. Uh, somebody said on Twitter, and I actually agreed with it. That was the best two periods of hockey I've seen the Leafs play, not just this year, but in recent <gasps> memory. Didn't you find like it was a different team? That's why. They came out with an intensity and a drive. It was almost kind of like they had a goal and nothing. Not Vasilevsky, not Stamkos. Nothing was going to get in their way from achieving their goal. They had their eye on the prize and they went and got it. And I don't know if you can really truly give the fans an assist, but I've never heard Sheldon Keefe talk about how loud or quiet Scotiabank Arena is. Mm -hmm. But it... 
in his post-game interview yesterday, he talked about the fans, and he said the fans were into it from the start, and they pushed us through that five-minute penalty kill in the first period, and then they never let up after that. And he said that gave us what we needed. Mm -hmm. That's Sheldon Keefe telling us Leaf fans that when you're loud, when you want it, when you get behind it, when you chase it as a fan and want to be that that, uh, seventh person on the ice, it makes a difference. So let's not go back. We are hockey town Canada. Let's not take our foot off the gas. Let's continue to earn that reputation and stay loud, Leafs fans, whether you're at the game or you're at home. Get behind the team. I know it's a different team, but I mean, when you say, when you say that, it kind of does remind me of the Raptors run yep. in 2019. We didn't stay quiet. We stayed loud. We stayed in your face. I mean, I say we, and I do mean fans. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. And the team itself just seems more confident. I think last night helped with the confidence. They got to keep, I sound like a post-game interview. We're going to keep the confidence up now that we know we can do this one. We can do this. Yeah. No, there's too much you. emotion in your voice. You've got to be even more <laughs> monotone. <laughs> now we just got to like bring that into the next game. Thanks. Yep. Always a sniff, Always right? A sniff Always at sniffles the and like, yeah, where's Martel? Smelling salts, coke. Mm. What were you guys doing? <laughs> it's hard to tell. Jesus. In any case, go Leafs go. It was a great game last night. Uh, this is actually a story from the other day, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But I am curious to hear what you think about it. His name is Philip Sotsos. He's from here in Ontario. He is suing for $70,000 and costs a group of his colleagues for stealing his dreams. There's 16 people in this group that are in a lottery pool. They won a max million prize on a lotto max ticket and won a million dollars. This guy says he typically participates in the pool. He was a little behind on his payments though. So the group, when they hit the money because he wasn't paid, cut him out. He owed $10 and he said in the past, his debt has been up to like $100, but he always gets caught up. In this case, he wasn't caught up when they bought the winning ticket. He needed another 10 bucks and he would have been in good standing, but he Mm -hmm. wasn't in good standing. They won and they cut him out. And frankly, I don't blame him. Imagine, do you know how few people in the world win the lottery? These people actually won the lottery, but they didn't win the lottery. They won a max million. And a million bucks is nothing to to laugh at. That's big money. But then you've got to split it 16 different ways. They didn't want to split it a 17th different way, (laughs) especially for some fucking guy who didn't pay his bill. And I mean, that's what it comes down to for me. When I hear that story, I'm like, that sucks. Absolutely. But you didn't pay up. And for me, if you want to be a part of something and you're serious about it, what do you do? You put down money on it. You invest in it. For sure. And I actually think that if you're going to have one of these pools, you need to have very, very well established rules in advance. And to be honest with you, I'm one of those people who I trust, but verify. So you should probably get the money in advance. And Kat, if you and I were going to do a pool, let's say we're going to buy a month's worth of Lotto Max tickets and your share is 40 bucks. Well, if I'm prepared to give you half the jackpot if we win, you got to give me the 40 bucks up front. This isn't a five bucks every single week and fucking around. No, 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 no. Pay up in advance. In this case, this guy, I, I actually think he might have a case here. I think he's probably going to get some money, even though the lawyer for the group of 16 vehemently denies that they owe this guy anything. They say he hadn't paid up. He wasn't in. End of story. He doesn't doesn't count. Yeah. But in the past, they had let this guy fall behind. Like I said earlier, at one point, his tab had fallen to a hundred bucks, but he always got caught up. And there's no reason to think that he wouldn't have gotten caught up in this case. He's always been a part of it. So I feel bad for everybody involved here. And I sure as shit don't blame this group of 16 for not wanting to split that money another way. That's thousands of bucks for each of them. I don't, I, I don't feel bad for this guy. And this was an easy out for them. This is an easy way for them to put a little more money into their pocket. This guy could, could be, you know if this was a nice person, okay? Because let's just do a scenario. Do a scenario around your own office, guys, at work. If you had an office pool and there was someone who was often like eh, here and there, you'd probably be annoyed with them. Maybe they're the type of person that does that at work. There's a good chance they didn't like him. And this was a great reason to either both, A, get themselves more money, and B, say screw you to that guy. Because if it was a nice person, right? 
If it was a sweetheart, like, oh, everybody in the office love him, don't worry about it. We'll still give you a cut. You, we knew you were good for it. I think there's something to that, too, because all of them seem to be in agreement on this one. Uh, I do want to correct something. I said he owed 10 bucks. It was actually 30 So let me read you this. At the time of the... At the time of the big win, he had a tab of $30, and he was told by the group's organizer he had to pay the debt plus another 10 bucks to stay in the group. He replied, offering to pay the 40 by the Friday, and joked, just take it out of my winnings when we win. Well, they did win, and he hadn't paid. I don't know, though, that that means that this guy who did participate in the group, he had been in the group for a long time, and he wanted to continue being in the group, presumably, I don't know why they would say, oh, well, you're, fuck you, you didn't have your money in on time, now's the time that they enforce it, just because they won. I think a good lawyer is probably going to be able to get this guy some money, even though I do tend to agree with you, Kat, yeah, pay your fucking bill. And probably mm. you should pay up front from now on. Everybody should pay up front. Let this be a lesson to everybody who has a pool. Pay up front. I mean, that's always the way that I, that I did pools. Unless it was like you and I doing something casually. And sometimes we do it with like another morning show, for example. Like let's, this week, just because it's, it's at 50 or it's at 70, let's do it for fun. It's a one-time thing. We all kind of seem to be in agreement. You bring one ticket into the pool each. Great. And we take pictures of it. We all know who has what. Good. But that's us buying a ticket in advance. If you're lingering and you owe money, no. Like forget about it. That was actually a really interesting way to do it is everybody had to go out and get a ticket. And that way there was mm -hmm. no ambiguity about who was in and who was out. Yeah. If you brought a ticket, you were in for that particular draw. Yeah. And you took a copy of it. So everybody knew what the numbers were for everybody. And there was one designated person who got to hold on to it and take copy to make sure that we all knew. Because sometimes what we would do is if it was like up to like, I don't know, whatever it was, 65 million. Yeah, I would buy a ticket for the pool, but I'm also going to buy a couple tickets for myself on the side. Like, could you imagine how sketchy that would be oh, <laughs> if you were like, oh, no, that wasn't your ticket. That's where it gets messy. Right. So, yeah, be upfront, Be clear. Pay your dues, everybody. And, and we should all be OK here. Uh, speaking of lawsuits, a woman has just won one hundred thousand dollars. If I offered you $100,000, cat, but the catch was you had to let bed bugs bite you all night, ah! would you take that deal oh, no. for 100 no, grand? Knowing that it was going to happen, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I could, like, it's 100 grand. It's oh, a lot. This woman was at the Disneyland Hotel in California, and they're offering the woman $100,000 to settle her lawsuit, claiming they knew they had a bed bug problem and did not warn her in advance. She slept in one of their beds while staying at the hotel and got bit by bed bugs. She's suing. They're offered her a hundred grand to piss off. I, this probably works for everybody. Yeah, you got a hundred grand, and I know it was a little uncomfortable, and you had a bit of a rash, and that sucks. But you got a hundred grand out of it. That's good. For Disney, yeah, a hundred grand's nothing to them. I don't think it's possible that you can't know if your hotel has bed bugs. It's got bed bugs. You would notice that if you're cleaning as much as you say you are. This is probably a win for everybody. Disney, it could have been a lot worse. I think so, too. I mean, I've heard of that, by the way, happening. Not at Disney, but at a, at a hotel. And I think, yeah, it, should they be liable if something like that happens? Because you also realize you have to basically like set all your shit on fire, too. Uh-huh. Especially if you bring it back with you before you realize, like, that's what it was. That's why I was irritated. There were bed bugs and you bring your suitcase into your house and then you have to worry about like an infestation in your own home. It could be a costly, first of all, and just such a hassle. Last story I want to mention, and then we got to go because the sound is just killing me here today. Uh, funeral. This is sad. Funeral in Peru interrupted the other day. It was horrible. The family of Rosa Isabel Cespedes Calica was gathered in... In a chapel, they were saying their final goodbyes to Rosa. She was involved in a serious crash. The accident claimed the life of her brother-in-law and left her nephews with serious injuries, like horrible crash. So they were at Rosa's funeral, ready to say goodbye. And, and what is that there? Knocking from inside the coffin. That's horrifying. She was pronounced dead following the crash, and I don't know what happened to the normal procedure after someone dies. Maybe they didn't think it was necessary to do an <laughs> autopsy or even to check her pulse, but she wasn't dead. She was alive. How does this happen? I Right? How does that how? happen? Like, how? That's my worst nightmare. Like, could you imagine waking up in a coffin, basically? It happened to be at the funeral. 
What if it was, what if she'd already, been, what if they already started the burial portion? No kidding. Or if it, cremation. Or cremation. Imagine that. It would have already happened. Her relatives had hoisted the wooden coffin onto their shoulders. They were getting ready to take her in for her funeral when they heard the strange sound. They lowered the coffin, opened the lid to find a weak but very much alive Rosa looking at them. Ah, fucking, I'd never sleep again. If I saw that, I would never sleep again. According to the cemetery caretaker, she opened her eyes and she was sweating. I immediately went to my office and phoned the police. Relatives rushed Rosa, still in her coffin, to a hospital. Once there, Rosa was found to have weak but identifiable signs of life. Do we? Did someone like double check? Like, man, maybe I should just double check the pulse, like just in case I. Oh yeah, I missed it. I I thought that the pulse was located somewhere else. No, I. She's alive. (laughs) Like, my bad. Well, that's where this is going. I think that now, with all these uh, well over a million listeners and witnesses, is what I'm going to call them, I'm going to ask you to be in charge of double checking. <laughs> double check. <laughs> if they ever uh, try and haul me out of there and, and put me in a pine box, and it's time to say goodbye to Scott Fox. If it's Fox in a box, before they put Fox in a box, I want somebody to check that Fox is still alive. I'm going to creep over, and I'm just going to be like, Peter Uni is here. And if I get a reaction, I know. Well, he's alive, everybody. No. We need to stop moaning. Even if I'm dead, I'll still say, fuck that guy. <laughs> we need to change our attitude. Okay, but before we go, since you brought it up, uh, it's been more than two weeks since Easter. That crazy spike that they predicted did not happen again. The modeling data, which predicted well over 600 in the ICU right now, not even close. We're not even at a third of that. So once again, guys, it's devastating, but the modeling was wrong again. You need to stop moaning. Stick the modeling in a Peruvian casket. (laughs) And if it knocks, say, fuck you. (laughs) Bury it anyway. Have a great day, guys. We will see you tomorrow, hopefully from a new studio. After the share price of Meta increased by over 17% last week, CEO Mark Zuckerberg became $11 billion wealthier in one day. Then that became $12 billion when he stuck his hand in the pocket of a hoodie he hadn't worn in a while. A new report that said last year, guys, the FBI searched over 3 million Americans' electronic communications without a warrant. People were like, you can't invade my privacy like that. But wasn't Becky's text to me, like, super weird? I mean, it was... According to a new survey, more than half of Americans want their family to have access to their personal phone and computer data after they die. The other half are men. (laughs) Inflation is causing the cost of summer camps to drastically increase. Yep, right now, a lot of parents are looking at the high prices like, Camp iPad it is. Here we go. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.